Hello and welcome to The Studio Demands It, an exercise in creative thinking where we'll challenge ourselves to conceptualize, pitch, and craft a film based on the demands and stipulations from one of you listeners acting as the hypothetical Hollywood overlord. We talk movies all the time. All the time. <laughs> and as screenwriters ourselves and avid cinephiles, we'd like to believe we can meet the demand any demand that is thrown at us, we will be your screenwriters for this episode. I am T.C. DeWitt, and joining me, as always, is Jim Locked the Car Brzezelic. Hi, Jim. Hi. <laughs> you locked your car. We are we are sure I locked my car? We did. I saw the okay. light splash. Okay, good. How many times do we go anywhere and we're, we're like... Minimum two. Minimum two. Every two times? No, oh no. Every place we go, yeah. I need to lock the doors a minimum of two times. Yeah, but how often do we get... Like out of the car, and then five minutes later, you go, Did I lock the car? Oh, <laughs> like every yes, time, every time. <laughs> and then I start, no, I'm sorry, me, all the time. All the time. <laughs> Jim locked his car. It's it's yep. very funny. It gets me a good it, it actually frustrates me <laughs> that I can't remember. Well, I should start remembering more to remind you, you, you but you shouldn't need to. Whatever, this, 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 I get this, a good. I gave you the nickname, Lock the Car. You, you did. You did. And so we must talk about it now. Um, There's a world where you always lock your car, and this never, ever occurs. But we're not in that world. We're in this world. Well, the thing is, I do lock the car all the time. I just never remember. Okay. So I have to go lock it again just in case. <laughs> boop, boop. Um, well, every key fob, you click it once. Yeah. And then you click it again, and you get a honk. Yeah. As if to say, click, click. Yeah, you locked me. Yeah. I'm locked. <laughs> yeah. And then I always forget the honk. Yeah. It's like, wait, did it? I don't know. Uh, so we we were just discussing um, the combination of worlds. We were. Yeah. So you, I, this gave you some time of at least a couple minutes to remember what movie combination you had thought of. I was not thinking about that. I was thinking, what about if I locked my car? <laughs> Fast and the Furious is a universal property. So yeah. is Jurassic Park. Is there mm -hmm. any reason Jurassic Park and that franchise couldn't exist in the Fast and the Furious universe? For the the ins it, and you know what? I say that and I'm going to answer it real quick. I think the Fast and the Furious universe is too crazy for the Jurassic Park universe. That you know what? I would have agreed with you until Jurassic World. Mm -hmm. The Jurassic Worlds, they go kind of a little fast and furious with the dinosaurs. <laughs> God, I'm this is sort of breaking the wall here. I'm so tempted to not do what we were scheduled to do <laughs> and to and, do this and instead. just keep doing this instead. But we'll keep the momentum for what we got planned here. So, like, yeah, is there any reason that Dom Toretto can't be racing away from a T Rex? If they're not going to do time travel, they might as well do dinosaurs, <laughs> which is just a variation of time travel. <laughs> um, no, no, they sh they should do that. They should they should do that. Yeah. They should combine Fast and the Furious with Jurassic Park. Yep. I have to move this chair. Uh oh. It's rubbing against something, so I keep hearing like a oh. <laughs> oh, I hear it now. Well, maybe it's just the chair. Maybe it's not Oh, it's just squeaky chair. It's just me. Oh god, this is squeaky chair. Squeaky chair. Welcome to the episode. TC Squeaky Chair Do it. <laughs> um Your car's locked. Stop stop checking. No, and now I'm imagining Fast and Furious with Jurassic Park. I'm trying to imagine. I'm trying to quickly come up with a title for Jurassic Fast Rast Jur, Jur, Jurassic uh, and Furious. Jurfast, Jurfastic. 
Your and fastic the, sounds like a like. Ah, the, my jafastic <laughs> is acting up over here. Ah, it's so furious. <laughs> and the ju, ju, nope. Jurassic. I can, I, I, can and only, the, I can only portmanteau so many words. Parkurious. Yeah. Parkurious. <laughs> that sounds like someone who's curious about parkour. I'm very parkurious. <laughs> <laughs> Jurassic Park and the Furious. Fast. No, park Park and the Furious? Fast and the Jurassic Park Furious. Ugh. <laughs> no, it doesn't roll off the tongue. JPFF. JPFF? Yeah, JPFF. Yep. Because the last one was J- F9. Yeah. I, love well, I was it. thinking like J5, but that's a Jurassic 5 is a band. Yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> I have a Jurassic 5 song. I love doody boop. Yeah. That's the name of the song. I wasn't making a joke here. I know. Doody boop. Jurassic and the Furious. Okay. Why don't we get started? You listeners have given us a growing collection of demands from studios literally all over the world. And these demands have been submitted to us at studiodemandsit.com on Twitter at Studio Demands It. You can send us the demands, any demands you like, and we will have to make something up right here on the spot. So thank you for everyone who submitted. Keep them coming. And today, you do know what we're doing. I do. Uh, we had a little bit of heads up on this one because this wasn't necessarily an IP, and this would have been a lot of um thinking if we didn't have at least an idea of what the demand was. So I, I don't know if you've fully read the demand or if I just told you the premise of it. I can't remember what like, um, where you were at. I, I thought, so I think I because we were on on the same email chain actually for yeah. that one. Um, uh, so I think I read through the whole thing. But uh, okay. why don't you remind well, me? Well, I, I I will read the demand. But the nice thing here is that despite sort of having a heads up, we I don't know where you're going to go with this, and I don't think you sure. have. And we'll, we'll see where this one's going to go. So um, this comes from Mike Sullivan at I'm going to call it Open Ended Demands because he didn't name his studio. So okay, Sully. This is from Mike. Here we go. I've been given a lot of thought lately to characters who were killed too early in their respective films. The example I'd like to use is Adele from Alien vs. Predator. A very, Mm -hmm. I mean, obviously you know who the character is. I do. I don't need to remind you of Adele. Nope. Being in Alien vs. Predator. Mm -hmm. She is. uh, she she died in that movie before she went on to have a very uh, successful successful Grammy music career. career. (laughs) Never mind, I'll find someone like. Adele from Alien vs. Predator. Everything about her character design and general competency and acting ability made me think that Adele was a total badass who would be a factor late in the movie. She was the first to figure out how the early the earlier victims of the sacrificial chamber had died. She was the first to react when they were attacked, and none of it mattered. She died in the first attack in the first act. R.I.P. Adele. Yes. So funny enough, I just casually rewatched Alien vs. Predator before we got this demand. So it was sort of Why fresh in my head. Why would you do that to yourself? The Red Letter Media guys did the commentary track for it. And I wanted to listen to them crack wise through the whole thing. So I passively I guess watched it. that's a reason to subject yourself. <laughs> now, this is different from someone like Switch from The Matrix. Switch was a great character too. And I certainly wish that the character had been around longer. But at the, at the same time, her death was meaningful. It was earned. It resonated. Hell, her death scene is mimetic to this day. And he's not wrong. And the fun thing I like about Switch is we, we've come to learn after 20 years of the existence of that film that they intended the character to be male in the real world and female in The Matrix. 
Sure. Because the Matrix is supposed to be your true self and knowing what we know about the Wachowskis now, that, tr that tracks really well with who they are as people. Mm -hmm. So back to Mike's demand here. What the studio demands for this particular episode is for the two of you to each come up with a film character who died too soon in his or her film. From there, I'm going to give you a lot of leeway. There is no prohibition when it comes to genre or setting. I just want you to come up with a prequel story so you don't have to worry about any sort of machinations to bring anybody back from the dead that will alleviate those two that will elevate those two to lead characters in their own film and tell uh, and tell uh, and tell me about the sort of adventure they had gone on. P.S. If either of you chooses James Marsden's Cyclops from X-Men The Last Stand, you are absolutely dead to me. <laughs> Come <laughs> well, on, Mike. That's my whole idea. There's, what's wrong <laughs> with James Marsden's Cyclops? <laughs> I think he didn't die. I think he was nobody. Uh, no death. Well, I, I think what happened is is he actually disapparated. He didn't burn up. He disapparated from that world, mm -hmm. and he apparated in the DC world and married Lois Lane. There you go. Simple as that. <laughs> He's like, you know what? Screw this. I'm leaving. I'm moving to Metropolis. I'm going to find a... Yeah. I, Mike doesn't want us to talk about James Too late. Marsden's Cyclops. Too late, you and, can't, now, and now we're dead to you him. Can't, you can't say don't think about pink elephants. We're going to think about pink elephants. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so... That's the premise is taking taking some character and or characters who were gone too soon that had the potential to be so much more and come up with a movie out of it. So this mm -hmm. is that we do have a lot of freedom in this. We do. So I've made a short list of some of the characters I could think of that I thought, I wish I knew more about these characters. Some are going to be you're going to say, no, we already know enough. And others sure. you might might be into. I do want to I do. We don't have to decide right now, but. The demand of this has to be set before their death. We could easily come up with a machination that they're plucked from their death to do their own thing. Free Jack. Free Jack. We could free Jack. <laughs> Every, you everything is free Jack. Every time. <laughs> I need to watch Free Jack. <laughs> Jim brings that. That's a Free Jack. Add that to the Free Jack Mick, counter. Mick Jagger at his best. In the, on the wiki. Or the yeah. subreddit. Yeah. Add another tick to the, the Free Jack reference from Jim. <laughs> So <laughs> we could, I don't, I don't necessarily think it's impossible to just go, well, this character's death might be play into a part of them getting plucked away. And for example, sure. we could do Cyclops from X-Men Last Stand because we never saw his body. We could just say, you know what? He, he was, but we saw his glasses and he doesn't go anywhere without, without those. Glasses. He doesn't go anywhere without his glasses, guys. <laughs> it's my ruby red I course. can't not blast it's without my, my glasses. It's my ruby red course glasses. Ruby no, no, red, I can't. Ruby red course glasses. <laughs> well, that's right. I can't not blast without my ruby red course glasses. <laughs> that's the Cyclops I want. Yep. Come on, Cy people. Cyclops you're, you're missing a huge job. Cyclops. Give, give Cyclops a, a, a lisp, a speech impediment. <laughs> Listen, Professor Xavier. My name is Cyclops. It's, it slowly, it re actually really quickly turned into um, a quiz kid, uh, the kid um, uh, uh, from Venture Brothers. Yeah. Um, oh, I suck like this. Hey, Dr. Venture over here. Boy genius. Boy genius. Uh, uh, Billy. Billy. Boy genius. I, I forget his, his superhero name is Billy. <laughs> Billy. Billy Quiz? Boy genius, something like that. Yeah. That's the lisp that I'm doing. So Cyclops, Con conjecture and conjecture. So, How can so I help we, you? I'm telling you, that looks like the lead singer of Depeche Mode and other Venture Brother references. 
go in here. Oh, <laughs> shout out your own right now. Let 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 let's just get that out of everyone's system. Yeah. Go ahead, shout out your favorite Venture Brothers reference. We'll wait. The Ure is Dane. Oh, not me. Not you. Not me. I was giving okay. the listeners a chance. My bad. To shout out that. Well, go ahead. You do the Ure one. The, the, the Ure is dangerous. Dangerous? What are you talking about? It's <laughs> a device that will help mankind. I don't even know how you turn it into a weapon. <laughs> and that's from that's from the pilot. There you go. Uh, okay, and now everyone do their own. <laughs> I love that one. Uh, okay, so. I have a list of a couple. I haven't. I've only jotted down the names, and I didn't give much thought of what the potential of these characters are. Looking at my list, I uh, I broke the rules. A oh bit. well, that's okay. All right, a little bit. Who do? How do you want to do this? Do you want to? Do you want to pitch one at me and just convince me this is one we should like? Well, do I a got. Whole backstory? I actually have uh, two here that I think would make a good pairing and movie all on their own. Very little. Uh, 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 Retconning needed. Uh, 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 the uh, um. Oh, there's a word to describe, not conjecture. That's just the word that I just said. Mm-hmm. Uh, but um, we we don't have to make up a bunch of stuff to make this happen. Okay. So I'm I'm gonna pitch this one. I don't really okay. know what the adventure would be. All I know is these two characters would be in it, and I want to see that movie, and it would be amazing. The further adventures of. So here's the other problem. Mm-hmm. I didn't look up their characters' names. <laughs> and uh i'm also blanking on the actors names wow how are you going to sell this to me by telling you you'll by telling you <laughs> the other to, characters they've played do i need to google this real no fast? no okay. you'll know that you know them uh okay uh, okay uh felicity okay so it's from mission impossible 3 yes gotcha uh, what, what, her, her name I don't want to keep calling her Felicity. <laughs> it's it's Carrie Russell. Thank is the you, Carrie Russell. Name. Carrie Russell from Mission Impossible Three. Mm-hmm. She uh, uh, in the intro plays this awesome spy. She's she's awesome, and then she just dies. Yeah. Oh god, um, it's so terrible. When that thing, like it's, the bomb it's, goes off in her head, and her eye just kind of like goes to the side. Yeah. It's it's, it's it's a very it's well done scene. It's upsetting. Uh, but she was such an awesome spy. I wanted to see. I could have watched a whole movie of of just her being. Uh, an awesome spy, right. her being Ethan Hunt. So, uh, Agent Lindsay Ferris from Mission Impossible Three. Yes. Okay. And uh, Josh uh, Sawyer, Sawyer from Lost. Josh Holloway. Josh Holloway from Mission Impossible Four. Four. Okay. Who also? Yeah, he has a. He's um, uh, Paul Patton's boyfriend, or she's in a relationship with yeah. him. He uh, a job gets botched because he gets assassinated. Yeah, because right. he is also a spy. That's right. And that entire intro, I'm like, oh my God, this is amazing. I would watch a whole thing about this. So he moves in. Carrie Russell's great. I'm, I'm glad like, mm-hmm. that's a good. But mm-hmm. Josh Holloway in particular, he moves so confidently as an action hero spy in the two sequences we see him in. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he could 100% be, we could see more of this guy. Yeah. Because just Josh Holloway as the actor did a really good job. Yes. Like, yes. give me more of this. Yeah. Uh, he played, uh, let's see if I can find his his character's name. Um, so, Lindsay Ferris from Mission Impossible 3 and Josh Holloway's character from Mission Impossible 4 in some sort of Mission Impossible movie. Yeah. So, it's like a spin-off. This is like a Hobbs and Shaw. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it, it would be about some job that they're both on. Um, I have no idea what it would be about, but it would be awesome. Well, the, the, <laughs> the, the <laughs> it would be awesome. My question would be, how do you differentiate their adventure from a standard Mission Impossible, right? So, like, when the Bourne Legacy came out, it was just 
okay, well, we don't have Matt Damon, so we're going to do Jeremy Renner, and it's more or less the same thing. Just blah, blah, blah. Okay, then we'll go back to Jason Bourne. Is there a way to take these two agents in Emma in IMF and put them on some sort of adventure that's like that you couldn't easily just insert Ethan Hunt into? Or is there no point in doing that and just just do it do a mission with the two of them? Well, okay, uh, I I understand your point. Uh, however, let me ask: What did Hobbs and Shaw do that they couldn't have just put Dom Toretto in there? Um, a lot of very undertone sexual conversation between the two leads Dom would never do that and now take all that mm -hmm. and put that in this mission impossible <laughs> he played Hannaway uh, yeah. Josh Holloway uh, played agent Hannaway there you go in a uh, ghost protocol Jush Hannaway Jush Josh Holloway Jush plays Jush Hannaway, Hannaway. <laughs> I do like those two characters I don't know if you could build an entire movie on them that wouldn't just be a derivative of what we already got I'm okay. I guess I didn't think of that because I wouldn't mind having more of that genre of sort of the, I, the Mission Impossible, sure, sure, brand of super spy. Um, I I don't want, and I'm I'm on board with these two characters as cool. Let's see more of them, sure, and even going so far as they could exist under Michael's stipulations here, which is we get to see them before their death. So yeah. teaming them up before. Lindsay Ferris dies because she dies first and then yeah. Josh Halloway's I like so like like I said I don't I don't know what that would be about I just I want to see that movie mm -hmm. um uh let's see what what could it be about um I would I would want to tie it right you want to tie it into the the franchise it's a part of so I would in some way tie it to I don't know maybe maybe there's a villain out there who's about to um burn all of all of the imf agents okay pretty standard that's the yeah. the, the knock list from the first movie mm -hmm. um and and they're the ones assigned to it i don't know why it doesn't go to ethan ethan can't i think that's the answer is ethan can't do everything why right. is okay it, it's <laughs> uh, let's let's imagine because this is a prequel film that this is essentially their first mission that they've both been given their full agency agent status and the two of them are teamed up to to do a mission and the mission goes south and it's a matter of using their ingenuity to to get out of it alive sure, and survive. So, you know, pretty, um, uh, and you're right. Uh, is, for my money, the best action franchise right now is Mission Impossible mm -hmm. because despite the the radical nature of some of the stunts, it is so much more grounded. They're than not fast. jumping cars from building yeah, to building. Building to building. And they're not the very tired franchise that is the James Bond franchise. There's something mm -hmm. fresh and exciting about what Tom Cruise has done mm -hmm. with the Mission Impossible franchise and keeps delivering. Yeah. 1996, that first one came out. And I think we might have talked about this on the show before, but it's worth mentioning. Could you imagine that this would still be going all these years later, de decade and a half later, and the movies would keep getting better? Not many franchises yeah, no. can pull that off. Yeah. So um, more of that, yes. Uh, so, so what I'm thinking about is, I don't remember exactly what was happening in... Uh, Mission Impossible 2. Mission Impossible 2. So Ethan is in Australia. There's the Chimera virus, which is being was stolen by Duggery Scott, who is a rogue agent from IMF, who is going to release it to infect the the populace. So the first thing I uh, I, I would the first place I would go to mine for ideas on what this movie could be about is have them running a parallel mission. Oh, interesting. Yeah, a parallel mission in, to two. Well. 
the first cut of two was over three hours long and they made him get it down under, I think <laughs> under two. So there's a lot of movie uh, missing. Yeah. <laughs> um, that that's that would that'd be my first idea, right? That okay. that way two happens, they have their successful mission. We're like, yay, we met these new people who uh did did our unsung heroes of Mission Impossible 2 because they did things that were important They're to the... even getting it done. And then into three and four, we see them die. Oh no. Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> and then you're sad. And then you're sad. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. More more Mission Impossible. Um Cool. I, we could certainly do an entire episode of coming up with a mission possible. We'll yeah. say that for another day. <laughs> I want to pitch an, I want to pitch a character at you. Okay. Which might not, I think it still fits under the stipulations here under the demands. Okay. This is a character who died off screen. Oh, with, we had just gotten to know him okay. and then he died off screen uh-huh. and it's like, what the hell? Oh, probably because the actor didn't want to come back and didn't like the screenplay. But let's just not worry about that right now. And that is Mr. Daryl Hicks from Aliens into Alien 3. Oh. He dies, as well as Newt, in the pods when Ripley crashes in Alien 3. Well, I mean, he wanted to come back just for more money. Money, yeah. But <laughs> here's my pitch on Hicks. Yeah. And we Again, we could, we could do a whole Alien episode, but uh-huh. I would like to suggest that... He is awakened in between two and three and has a whole adventure that ends with him mortally wounded and crawling back into his pod and sealing before going back into cryostasis. And then we open up three with the pods crashing. So then that way he didn't just die like a fool in some crash. Sure. No, he had a whole separate adventure alien related. If you want him fighting predators, I don't care. Dying like a fool in in a crash that I think frames people <laughs> like who are like fault. like passengers who die in crashes like <laughs> what a bunch of dummies they should have grabbed the wheel. He waited what his whole damn life <laughs> to take that flight, and as the plane crashed down, he thought, "Well, isn't this nice, Jim? Isn't it ironic? <laughs> Don't you think? Don't do it." Someone else just saying yeah. the rest of it. Thank yeah. you. So um, I'm suggesting a Hicks spinoff movie that takes between place between two and three. Pod. I I'm having deja vu. Have you actually pitched this at me? Before? I may have pitched <laughs> this at you before. Okay. I may or may not have. Well, the thing is, so I've heard it. Okay. The audience <laughs> hasn't heard it. Well, well, just no. I'm making this up on the spot. I mean, I'm ruining the. Illusion. I've never heard this either. <laughs> I I will admit, yes, this is an idea that I've had before, and and this just has given me an opportunity to talk about Deadlands. So what I'm doing. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, that's an inside joke for everyone it, it who's is. listened to this podcast. He means me. You mean, I, I, I'm so yes, the one who talks about deadlines. I have pitched the idea of a Hicks spinoff movie between two and three before. Do you think that would hold? Would hold? Like, do you think there's sure, something there? I'm, I'm sure it would. Neil Blomkamp had it a whole. I, I, I think he had a variant three, not a, not a like a insert movie what was um, it a ignore everything that came after two kind of three like they yeah. that's been the new tradition of hollywood yeah uh that that way because because he had he had ripley hicks and newt okay. all all in the movie the 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 thing is that we have reached a point now where you can de-age these people pretty easily sort of there's still i like it's we're, not we're, perfect a lot of people are saying like oh yeah we totally do it everyone's forgetting the amount of uncanny valley there yes. is it's still not there because you have stuff like Luke and Mandalorian or Tarkin and Rogue One, Leia and uh, Princess mm-hmm. Leia and Rogue One. And Michael Bean is unrecognizable now. 
Yeah. He was in the Mandalorian and you told me he was in it. And yeah. I said, where? And you said he fought the he fought Mando. And I'm like, yeah. he did. I looked it up and said, yeah, yep. Whoa, that's, that's him. That's a he's lived a hard life. A, well, you know, he he died. He crashed in, <laughs> like a fool. <laughs> <laughs> but here's the thing is, do you think there's enough of Hicks already? Like he, he has a full story arc in two. Um, so I uh, I. I feel like it does well. Uh, it, it matches most of the demand, um, the, except that right. Like he 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 did have a full story in two. Mm-hmm. He didn't have a poignant, meaningful death in three. Right. So in that way, it matches. Um, it's at the beginning of three. So, um, and then you, you, then you the, could you might be able to do something. Then the question is like, who do you match him up with? But. Uh, Let's, that that becomes harder, right? Like that that becomes the whole. Okay, we got to pluck them out of time and space, and and, and, and their world into another world. Yeah, so they fight crime. Um, <laughs> great website. Uh, uh, to to that end, uh, Hicks could be the main character. What I would, what came to mind as you started saying is is do do a prequel film to Aliens that follows the Marines. Ah, okay. In which we see them go on an earlier bug hunt. They don't, sure. they're not going after xenomorphs. They're fighting some other aliens. And, um, hey, if right, there's because, something, cause in that, in the dialogue in the beginning, uh, I think it's Hudson who even says, is this another bug hunt suggesting this universe is full of all kinds of aliens that they send space Marines to go and shoot. I wish that the alien universe would allow us to see more than two aliens. No, no, <laughs> that's all you get. Um, I like that. Like, uh, but, and, and but then so then with that, what I would do with that plot is it would be something where the Marines go and they somehow go off mission in a way that humiliates either the military or the company that hired them for that. Mm-hmm. That gets this plat- this this platoon, this squad assigned assigned to to a to an, uh, an expendable job the, the mission unbeknownst to them. Yeah, I that would probably make a really cool short prequel short prequel comic short prequel film animated or otherwise um if we if we using the magic of time and space to be like no no they filmed this yeah i'd be i'd be all about that but i don't know uh, let's go to another character on your list what do you got Um, so the next two or let's see here the next one on my list uh is uh andy circus as the chef from King Kong. King Kong. You picked some interesting choices here. <laughs> I I thought I thought he was great. I I loved that crew in general, uh but culminating with with that character, he was there's so much character. Andy Serkis brings character. so much to the roles he plays. Yeah, he does. Even in um, 13 going on 30, he plays the boss character in the job oh, yeah? that Jennifer Grant has and I have questions about him. He's got an earring. He's wearing a lot of rings. What's with all the jewelry? What is it? What's this guy's deal? <laughs> So, um, but what would you do with I don't, Co- Cookie the Cook I, from King Kong? I really just made a list of, I, I didn't have ideas. I just made a list of people I wanted to see more of. So you're putting <laughs> on really me. <laughs> well, I thought the whole idea was I pick one and you pick one and then they go fight okay, crime. So, so Andy Circus's Cookie Cook from King Kong and Daryl Hicks hook up <laughs> and fight bugs. Yep. They both fought bugs. They did. They yeah. both fought bugs. And, yep. Andy Serkis dies pretty hor- horrifically. He does. You know what's the most chilling part of that section of King Kong? There's no score. It's oh. just sound effects. Yeah. And it just makes it all the more unsettling that these centipedes and millipedes are just mm-hmm. ripping these people apart. Yeah. Oh, 
Blah. God, I loved that scene. <laughs> okay, okay. Uh, uh, we, what that adventure would be, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm not, I'm not exactly sure. I'm okay. Um, we we are creating us. We, we have a potential to create something here. Okay. Do you know the premise of the show, Legend DC's Legends of Tomorrow? Vaguely, yeah. Okay, so Rick Rip Hunter selects a bunch of people from time and makes a team on them, and then they travel and fight <laughs> crime together, yeah. right? So we could have a spaceship that has plucked two IMF agents, Daryl Hicks, the, the space <laughs> Just marine, everyone we and name. Cookie the cook is the cook on the ship, and we have like a Firefly-type scenario uh-huh. where they're, they're traveling time and space uh-huh. fighting crime. <laughs> what? I... Who stars in this movie? Those four people, like the biggest name right there is Andy Serkis. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, okay. and the cook being a main character is very strange. <laughs> <laughs> He's just the cook. Yeah. He's just the cook. Yeah. Um, I mean, Steven Seagal was just the cook. Oh, God. <laughs> All right. I, funny enough, I made a note that literally anyone from Alien or Predator movie, an Alien or yeah. Predator movie would be worth like, well, let's see more about you have a bug hunt with an alien two prequel. You could have a predator prequel with the reg- the team of meat sort heads. of the thing is that was set on earth in the modern day. So this was, they couldn't encounter like an alien or something. We could see them do like a, a cool contra like mission. Delta force kind of uh, right, right, movie. Right. Cause the last thing you want to do is release a film where you establish a character has never experienced the monster of the movie uh-huh. and then do a prequel about that same character <laughs> who would ever do that. That would be so the wow. army of thieves. I know that's the one you're going for, but the thing is actually too many prequels do that. <laughs> uh, it's, now I now I can't name a single it's funny, one. Damn it! It's funny because I the Black Widow poster is behind you on the wall oh, there, yeah. and there's been enough complaining from idiots who are like, oh, "Too little, too late. Why do we need to see her story now?" The same people who like Star Wars prequels, and it's like, <laughs> yeah, look, you can't hate one and like the other if you're if watch you, me. Okay, you can't. <laughs> you can. I'm sorry. Fair enough. <laughs> okay, the, um, you're 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 right. The logic isn't there though. Well, speaking of Andy Circus. Yes. I have I have a character I would love to see more Speak of. Speak to me about Andy Serkis. I would like to, and I'm going to. Do it. Claw and Killmonger are two characters that we get, you know, cool sure. stuff with in Black Panther. Mm-hmm. And Claw is also in Age of Ultron. But those two characters are so ripe with potential. Again, Andy Serkis brings so much to yeah. a character. I I uh, like I I felt I felt bad saying, but I want to see more of the white guy. <laughs> Well, no, because Claw and Killmonger had worked together for some time. They clearly had done stuff together. I before thought Killmonger this. worked with him undercover. He wasn't actually Killmonger when yeah. working for him. Yeah, he did. Like, there was there was a lot of subterfuge happening with with. But but no, Kill uh, Claw knew oh. that this that Killmonger knew where Wakanda was. That's why they were. He knew that he wanted to find Wakanda because okay. Claw knew where it was. Okay, and so they were working together. So I'm suggesting seeing more of those two in some sure. sort of like for example if okay uh so black widow takes place after civil war right yep yeah and before infinity war mm-hmm. we get to see her get her vest and <laughs> and you know get her ship and yeah. then we don't see her again until she pops up in infinity war chronologically yeah. there's no reason and i think they built it this way there's still time to do another black widow movie in there mm-hmm. in that time period and so because that time period is still unexplored, 
there's no reason to say that Claw and Killmonger couldn't be the villains in that time period. Not necessarily in, a, for in Black, another Black Widow movie. Sure, uh, but uh, or mm. another character in the Marvel universe sure. that that takes place pre Infinity War. Ooh, I I don't know exactly, but I'd put more villains in there. Yeah, that would then die off and be like, but we want to see more of them, and then they would get their <laughs> they own would movies. get spinoff. They get you get a spinoff. You get a spinoff. <laughs> So a Killmonger and Claw movie was sure. was something that I was like, well, I just love those two actors. I love those and two they, characters. And they did an amazing job as those those characters. Yeah. yeah. Um, I do have another Marvel character on here. Pietro Quicksilver from Age of Ultron. <laughs> I don't know what more you would do with him, but. He, it, they, they, when, when he so so his death was an interesting one, because right, like every like most of it was like, who cares about this character? who care like this doesn't matter yeah the other quicksilver is so much better yeah and then he dies and you're like no but he was the best i didn't get to <laughs> i didn't get to know anything about him more about pietro <laughs> uh so i just thought sure. is there more to do with quicksilver and honestly i i'm surprised we haven't seen him come back and all signs pointed to him coming back wandavision really messed with everything yeah they did so i i was surprised we i I think we got flashback like glimpses of him from Age of Ultron footage, but we didn't actually see Aaron Taylor Johnson playing Quicksilver again. And sure. I, you know, and, and this is a dumb choice because I don't know, Aaron Johnson didn't do there wasn't enough for him to bring to that character. Wanda was yeah, the more th interesting that's, that's, character. That's what I mean, right? Like there was it, it. Who cares? And then he died, and I was like, but now I care. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, I have another secret agent type character on here. Uh, I don't, I do. Okay, here we go. <laughs> Maggie Q's Mylin from Die Hard Four. She's Timothy Oliphant's like right hand woman. She kicks the shit out of John McClane till he hits her with a car and shoves her down an ele elevator shaft. I mean, that scene was cool, but I did not care about her. Well, the thing is Maggie Q's awesome. She has protege out right now. Sure. That I'm interested in seeing, uh, she's, She's physically capable of kicking ass, mm -hmm. right? Could she be who goes up against your two IMF agents? Could there be? So you want to put Die Hard in the Mission Impossible Mission universe? Impossible universe? To so uh, it, it, Timothy Oliphant's character, even if you want to rope him in, but like it's the IMF agents versus Maggie Q and, and Timothy Oliphant. Well, I mean that means they lose because the bad guys have to get away. It's true, but they could always be. Oh yeah, they do have to get. Well, this is the problem with prequels, Jim. It's <laughs> because you know how it all, it, yeah. what the results are. This is always the challenge of, of a prequel is that we. How do you put yeah. enough what, uh, tension? You to, well, you have to you have to craft other other uh, villains. Uh, and and obstacles for them to overcome, and that's okay. That I think I think you sure, can sure. do that. I'm not anti prequel because um, some of the best stuff overcomes that. Yeah, it's like oh well, I know this character's free, safe, and I know this character's safe, but I don't know this character, this character, this character. Mm -hmm. um, so you don't want to see Thomas Gabriel's uh, or Timothy Oliphant's Thomas Gabriel computer hacker versus the IMF agents. Not particularly. <laughs> not particularly. <laughs> um. um if anything, if you really want to get them involved, I would put them in the spy movie as they were actually IMF agents. Oh, okay. So like maybe at the end is go rogue. Yeah, yeah, I like that. Huh. Okay. 
<laughs> different genre. Now, technically, we do have. So a lot. I got, I got two more. Oh, you got two more. Let's you, you feed okay. me one. So this one, this one, I think does violate most of the rules because Michael gave the uh, the the example of what does not fit. Right. And so I think this actually does not fit because the character died a very poignant death when he did. Mm -hmm. But I thought Muldoon in Jurassic Park was awesome. Oh, clever he was, girl. Yeah, yeah, he was the he was the best. Uh, he understood how the dinosaurs worked. And then they they got one up on him. Mul and the thing is, so I'm going to I'm just I'm going to violate the entire studio demand. I don't even care. I want to tell this story. <laughs> I want you to imagine Jurassic World instead. Uh, uh, Muldoon survives. And instead of getting some new guy, Muldoon is the guy in charge of security. Because right, Owen. Uh, so Owen, Chris Pratt's character is basically a a new Muldoon. A new Muldoon. Yeah. Oh, or you could even have both of them, right? Like Muldoon actually survives a mauling, so he's all like scarred and grizzled. Mm -hmm. um, uh, oh, nope. Now I'm remembering too much about a a, a, a different story we we actually pitched. <laughs> um, uh, I just I like Muldoon. <laughs> I didn't want uh, once he died. I was the, like, no. Having a character like Muldoon, who I guess. You could take him and, and escalate, or elevate, um, exasperate other E-words yeah. to him being a Craven the Hunter style, like expert yeah. hunter type character and then pitting him against killing a thing, mm -hmm. him versus the predator or whatever. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> Clever girl. Ooh, a female predator. Muldoon versus a female predator. Has there ever been in cinema a female predator? I don't believe there has. So... Or are they all the, female? I'm, and the I'm, predator I'm the predator canon gets weird. Like I think at one point it was suggested that they were all female, but alien physiology doesn't look like how human physiology does, which is why it looks like big triangle-shaped men. Uh, but then, like maybe they're not. I think in the movies they never are. Mm -hmm. I think that's only like the comics. Fine. Well, but we're um, we're going there. Female okay. predator versus Muldoon from Jurassic Park. <laughs> that there you go. Uh, Jurassic Hunt. Mm, that sounds a little too much like Jurassic Hunt. Oh, I see what you did. I said and Jurassic. Then, and then you said it. And then I said Hunt, but I said it real tight. You got to pay the troll toll <laughs> if you want to get in that boy soul. <laughs> Muldoon's a um, cool character, though. Like, I know. But, but his death was purposeful, mm -hmm. and he had a whole lot of movie. Mm -hmm. um, I just wanted to say Muldoon on this episode. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's another character who has a very poignant and well done death. Okay. But a character that had a whole lifetime before that we never have gotten to see. We've only got to heard, hear about, uh -huh. only got to heard about Sirius Black. Okay. Sirius Black fought in the first Wizarding War against yep. Voldemort, mm -hmm. uh, along with the, they're called the, Mar it's the Marauders era is how it's canonized amongst fans. Sirius Black has a very poignant and good death. He did spend all that time in Azkaban, but, we have to we have to believe that he was out there wizarding it up during the first wizarding war, uh, so much so that the thing is that he'd be a teenager, based on the timeline uh, out of Hogwarts and into because uh, uh, he was twenty one when Harry died. Sirius Black was twenty one. His parents were and Harry's parents were twenty one when they died. Oh, okay. So uh, that's skewed by the films because they cast such older looking adults yeah. to play. So Gary Oldman was. 33 yes 
when <laughs> when he's freed from Azkaban. <laughs> Remus Lupin, thirty-three. Yeah, well, you know, I, jail does do. Oh, this is a hell of a thing, man. Yeah. But Sirius has all those tattoos. He was a very cocky, competent wizard, as we are to understand through the mythology and and what J.K. Sure. Rowling has told of us. But a young Sirius Black film, a Marauders era Sirius Black. Sure. Uh, not Gary Oldman couldn't play the part. We'd have to go Fantastic Beast style, where it's like uh, we'll get a younger character to a younger actor to play this part. But more of the of that era of the Wizarding World. It's not Fantastic Beasts is 30s into the 40s so far, and Harry Potter as we have it is the 90s. Mm-hmm. So it would be like the 70s and 80s. Yeah, in the Wizarding World, what would that be like? Huh. Right, and so it would Sir- be just like the Muggle world, but with magic. <laughs> this is true. <laughs> but Sirius being a roguish, Han Solo esque. So, uh, so yeah. this this is going to be your solo of the Harry Potter world. Yeah, yeah, and to to see Sirius Black out there, and there'd be like people out there. There's one of the Instagrammers I follow that does Harry Potter fan mm-hmm. art. Always ships Remus uh, and Sirius oh, yeah? as a couple would be like, oh, what well, make that happen? <laughs> Actually. So thinking about the reason I think that would actually be a lot of fun to watch is because Sirius was also the black sheep of his family. They're like, we're all evil. And Sirius is like, so I'll wear wear the I'll wear the leather, but I'm not going to be bad. Yeah. (laughs) And so so you get you get the whole bad boy aesthetic like, Mm -hmm. ooh, I'm I'm badass, but I'm going to do it for good, Mm -hmm. Yeah, which is a very Han Solo kind of thing. Making him making him this even in the flashback we get in. Goblet of uh, uh, Order of the Phoenix, where where Sirius is like, I'm bored, James. Why don't you go pick on Sirius for me or uh, Snape for me? Like he has this very pampered, rich boy, mm-hmm. affluent lifestyle. And Remus tells us that James grew out of his childish ways. He be- he grew up and became a man and became an adult. Took on responsibilities. Sirius did as well, and Sirius. What he was willing to sacrifice to go to prison? I, okay, I just I got to point out the math there. Yeah. So they were like fifteen mm-hmm. when that happened, yeah. and then they died at twenty one. Yeah. How much could they have changed? They, yeah, they they grew up in that. <laughs> six, I six years is enough time to grow up, but war does things, man. It, I, okay. They, All right. They I were, just they I remember wild. being fifteen and I remember being twenty one, and while I was very different, I don't know if I would say I grew up. <laughs> well. But uh, maybe I'm the exception. Maybe I'm the man child. <laughs> uh, okay. Well, that, that, that actually, that's very, I that's can probably that very yeah. accurate. Yeah. Uh, so Sirius Black is is another option there. Sure. Um, I have two more. I have one more. Oh no, <laughs> I have I have I have three more. What do you go ahead? So uh, this is another one. It was actually a, a death late in a movie, mm-hmm. and I know they they thought it was poignant and meaningful, and I hated it. Okay. Uh, Matthew McConaughey's character from Reign of Fire. Ah, fire axe through the dragon mouth. <laughs> he he tries, and then the dragon just it gets him. Help. Yep. Like, didn't his death, his death served the purpose of showing that you're not going to beat the dragon that way. <laughs> well, now um, we know. Because <laughs> he didn't, he didn't distract it, like, like for the other characters to do a thing. Mm-hmm. He didn't injure it in a way that was beneficial to the, the, the remaining characters. He just got gobbled up like a chicken McNugget. Yep. A Matthew yep. McNugget. Yep. McConaughey Nugget. McConaughey Nugget. McConaughey, yeah. He's already got the... Whatever. Um, (laughs) So that character... And the thing is, 
that character was so awesome. And the, the world. I like, loved it. We got helicopters. A, we're dive bombing dragons in the yeah. sky. Right. So his prequel would basically be, I, it would be about them. It, it would start. You see, you see them in the U S kill like three or four dragons and like, yeah. And they're, they're like, they get their clue that they got to go back to Britain. Cause that's where the fucking main one is. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, uh, and so then it's their trip across the ocean and the troubles uh, of doing that in a world that's been taken over by dragons and and modern conveniences like <laughs> uh, safe shipping lanes is sure. gone. Yeah. Uh, I, I think that could be it, that could be really cool. He comes with a cool setting. He does. Yeah. Right. Like Having more of that character of just dragon fighting Matthew McConaughey mm-hmm. gives you a world where dragons are being fought. Yeah. And, it, and not like a fantasy world a modern setting helicopters, machine guns. And honestly, even if you wanted to pluck him from there and put him somewhere else, Mm -hmm. he actually brings so much character, like pull him from his, from the modern world and drop him in game of Thrones or Lord of the Rings or something. And he is such a, he would be such a a strange force (laughs) introduced into those worlds. I, like where you're, I like this. I like that. This is a good one. This is a good okay. one that I want more of. Funny you should say Game of Thrones. Okay. Oberon Martell had a very significant death in that he series. Did. It was very significant. Uh, and he was such a cool character. You're like, no, but I didn't get to meet him. Quicksilver, no. <laughs> so uh, his face was crushed so badly, he only wears a helmet now. Because he's no. the Man- it's Mandalorian. What? Oh, Pedro Pedro. oh, I see. Okay, I was about to. I was about to correct your. <laughs> no, he's <there>. dead. <laughs> he's significantly dead. <laughs> um, uh, okay. Oh um, crap! Oh, that. Gave, sorry, you mentioned Mandalorian. That gave me an idea for another one. Hmm. No one wants to see this but me. Uh, I I think it would be a lot of fun to see uh, a prequel Star Wars movie. Uh, with uh uh. uh oh God. The Rodian. Why can't I remember? Greedo? Greedo, yes. I would watch something about Greedo. <laughs> ah, Nobody like else it. likes Greedo. Nobody. Ooh, ooh, I like Greedo. So you like the, the old canon legacy backstory that the whole reason I he's thought it mad. Was, I thought it was neat. Uh, it doesn't have to be that. Han Solo took else. his girlfriend and his vest. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. We've we've read off a lot of people. Oh, All the I, best stories are about getting jackets. That's true. So it's, <laughs> uh, how else? Black Widow. Wolverine Origins. There you go. <laughs> One more character I want to throw out, and then we got to take a quick break here. Okay. And it's the character of Nash, played by Lucas Haas in Inception. He is the original architect. Oh. And he screws up their their mission and gets dragged away on a helicopter, never to be seen again. And they don't seem to be too broken up about that. <laughs> but his job was what Ariande ends up doing, which is crafting the the world. Like, oh, the, like he, he uh, builds he, he the mazes. The, the... Architect. Yeah, yeah he yeah. he builds the mazes. He builds the the labyrinth that they insert people into, and he gets dragged away. What he comes with is the setting, a sure. world where you can enter dreams. So. Yeah. Um. Okay, we've listed a whole bunch of characters here. What I want to do is I want to take a quick break here, and let's come back and figure out which pairing to do, which oh, setting crap. to go with. No. Yeah. You okay with that? Uh, <laughs> That's why I'm giving us a break. Yeah. We can stretch our legs and, and get some cool air on our faces, but. Let's just take a moment here because I I want to throw one at you. I think I I think I have one I want to throw at you. It's one of your characters, one of mine. Okay. So we'll be right oh, back. Okay. Yeah. So listen to this quick commercial break from Six Five Media, and we'll be right back.
Jake, have you ever been looking for a definitive Nintendo ranking and can't seem to find it because it's just everybody's own opinion? Honestly, all the time, Sam. Well, I'm looking for someone to give us the answers. Wait, you mean like a podcast made by two young, handsome men where they create a definitive top five list of all things Nintendo? Should we just do it ourselves? Yeah, that sounds fantastic. Let's give it a shot. I'm Sam. And I'm Jake. And, and at, at Top 5 Nintendo, Nintendo, I'm going to give you my top five list. And I'm going to give you my top five list. And then we're going to duke it out and see what the real top five is. One heist. Six plots for betrayal. When Raya Cautella cons five other thieves into helping her steal a magical artifact from the most powerful man in the world, she knows she's playing with fire. What she doesn't know is that the rest of her crew is just as underhanded as she is, and they all have plans of their own. MJ Kuhn's Among Thieves, a fantasy heist novel full of twists, turns, and betrayal, available beginning September 7th wherever books are sold. Visit mjkuhn.com for more details. And we're back. May I share an irrational fear with you? Yes. Whenever I use the facilities, I lock the door because I have an irrational fear of someone walking in on me while I'm going to the bathroom. Huh. I, I know it's a silly. That's silly, right? Like, who's going to be like, oh, door closed. Mm, sounds like someone's in there. Hey, how's it going? I'm going to pee all over the floor. It's. Uh, I mean, that's, it's it's fair. Uh, it's a, it's a, uh, a fair fear. Uh, it happens. Every once in a great while, it uh, happens. Do you, uh, there's, and uh, the thing is, it's usually people never see anything. Nothing comes of it. Oh, it's just oh I'm like, so sorry. Yeah, that's yeah. that's all it ever is. Yeah. And so it's which is worse, being in a gas station bathroom and seeing and hearing someone like jiggle the handle while you're sitting there, and you have to go, "Somebody's in here," or the crack between the door and the frame in the, a bathroom stall in a public restroom, which is, and then you make eye contact with someone, which is the worst. For me, yeah. honestly, it's the the door jiggle. The door jiggle, yeah. Like everyone's like, they're all like, "Oh my god!" They're, the crack in the door. Everyone's <laughs> like, the thing is, I don't like. I've never encountered somebody who like, like looks in and like <laughs> just keeps <laughs> looking because that's what the, that's what the real fear is. The fear is like, stop Cause, watching cause me. I'm is, sitting here. What ends up happening is someone comes by. They're like, they try the door and they like, oh, there's oh, someone something like there. they might accidentally glance through, but. No one's like, mm. <laughs> I need to see, can I identify that person? Like, no, who, who cares? Uh, well, no and, one. And, or or maybe it's because uh, my opinion of myself, if you really want to look in, Go all right, this, <laughs> this is what you're going to lengths to, to see? Don't like, kink whatever, shame. Man. Don't kink shame. <laughs> wow. What a great way to start acting. Oh, yeah. yeah. I started it, but it's fine. Mm -hmm. Okay. I'm going to throw two characters together and see what we can come with it. You. Okay. Uh, what is Matthew McConaughey's character's name in freaking uh, 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 in Reign of Fire? Okay, so well, we're taking. I mean, I wish you would ask that. I would have gotten it ready bef <laughs> before <laughs> should, we started. I should have asked before Rain we started Act Two. Reign of Fire. Did I say Ring of Fire? I don't know what you said. Reign of Fire. There we go. Matthew. Uh, he plays Denton uh, Van Zan. Yes. Okay, so Denton Van Zan and Sirius Black. We got dragons in both worlds. Okay. We got a melee weapon wielding human and a magic using pretty boy. I think. Okay. So now we can pluck. I think plucking Van Zandt into the Harry Potter world makes sense. I just had a really terrible idea. What is your terrible idea? Throw this spaghetti at me. So 
you put half of a D and D party together. <laughs> okay. You got so a fighter a and a wizard. Oh, it's a fighter. Okay, a fighter and a wizard, and then we could get our thief from one of the super spies. <laughs> right, that's our rogue. Okay, so we and got then our priest. Go grab the old man from Exorcist. We got Van Zandt, <laughs> the old man from The Exorcist, Sirius Black, and Carrie Russell's Lindsay Fenton from. Yes. No. <laughs> <laughs> That's our D and D party, folks. And, uh, what and who who are they fighting? Because it needs to match this whole thing. Yeah, Snoke. They're <laughs> <laughs> oh, a guy who died before. Yeah, then we get his dumb backstory. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh well, what universe are we putting these characters in? With Snoke being the bad guy, we have to put him in Star Wars. Yeah. And they got Van Zant with an axe. <laughs> yeah. In space, no one can hear yeah. you. Scream at a dragon. Well, I mean, the axe would end up being made out of lightsaber. Uh, no, Ma- Kyber Ma- Mandalorian. Oh, uh, steel. Uh, oh, sure, sure. Um, Besker steel. Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay. I mean, <laughs> sorry, sorry. That's uh, not the wildest uh, it, thing in the world. It, it's pretty wild. I was it's thinking uh, much more. Okay, uh, tell me what you were thinking. Well, you had you had. Uh, glibly it's, said. It's easy enough. It's easy enough to to imagine the Harry Potter world. Being in the Reign of Fire world, the idea that dragons, right, dragons aren't going to obey the the barrier wizards have put up between muggles right. and wizards. Yeah. So the dragons just get loose. It's mm-hmm. a whole uh, scourge uh, that hits both worlds. The wizards keep themselves hidden as the muggle world is destroyed. Is battling and dragons. Denton Van Zandt is all like, nah, figured out how to kill all kill of these the things. dragons. Having... Van Zandt and Sirius Black team up to take on a dragon horde, like a horde of dra- uh, a, a yeah. group of dragons. What, what is it? What's a what's a group of dragons called? Um, a murder of dragons. Uh, other people have given them names, and I don't like so, any of their suggestions. Um, yeah, having them, all, think, they're this unlikely well, team up because a clutch. A cl- I think that has to do with eggs, though. But having the the roguish, cool guy attitude of Sirius Black. You know he's sleek. He comes from money. He's 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 well off. And this brute of a beardy, balded man swinging an axe around and jumping out of helicopters. Those two are unique enough that I think they make a good pairing, right? Particularly you got wizard versus and muggle. Not that I want to. Not that want to turn this whole thing into just we did another Harry Potter episode, but plucking them out of their universes into some sort of multiverse where dragons have broken free in in our world so they haven't destroyed it's not an apocalyptic scenario it's basically the the it's it's a similar scenario to reign of fire and harry potter's wizarding world sort of mashing together okay um is there something I'm in. you're in okay <laughs> uh episode over thank yeah. you for listening uh, yep good job um yeah but uh, okay i have one more thing on my list here if you if you don't want to pursue any no no of the sorry details. I I I spent too much time looking up a uh, 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 a what group a group of dragons, of dragons. yeah what's it called well one person dubbed it a thunder of dragons I don't mm-hmm. care for that okay um a, apparently a, a number of of fa- fantasy origins like really old ones call them a were w e y r mm-hmm. I don't care for that either yeah um and then in apparently uh dragon riders of pern they were called a flight or a flock a flock of I, don't, I don't like that either. Just a group. This is a big old group of dragons. Yeah. 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 Uh, 
But ha- having having the, a dragon hunt be the mm-hmm. it's a, a small story. We don't have it's a force of nature story because there's not a bad guy with a face that they can have monologues with while they fight them. They're literally going after a beast. So <sighs> see, I know you didn't. I actually really want to set it in the world of Rain of Fire. So just pluck a wizard and drop them into. No, I would. I would mash the two together. The wizarding world would be that. That would be the wizarding world of Harry Potter. Where Reign of Fire, we're seeing it from the Muggles' point of view. The, uh, it's just a fractured timeline from. Why would from it be what a fractured exists. timeline? Because the dragons literally sh- destroyed the entire planet. The planet is destroyed. The whole the dragons have kind destroyed of, the world. Kind of. And there's just clusters of humans the surviving. The planet can come back. <laughs> humans can come back if you're willing especially to, if any wizards survive you are willing to to retcon the harry potter world to account for a devastated so p- i think, time period of dragons uh actually i forget what year i think reign of fire actually overlaps uh, with harry potter right uh reign of fire timeline i'm not i'm not saying i'm completely kiboshing the idea i'm just pointing out the fallacy in what you're doing here in that there's no reason they don't truly lock together you can't you can't put these two together without making some concessions and so i'm i'm more of the idea of sort of uh, of of watering down the reign of fire universe to give us dragons running rampant humans fighting them off and wizards helping Mm. and not inserting it into the actual timeline of harry potter it just doesn't it doesn't work out because reign of fire destroyed the world has just been destroyed Fine. Uh, I mean, if you want a wizard in the Reign of Fire universe, that's we can we can make that magic happen. Well, we. I mean, the reason I wanted to fit them both together is because I feel like if if we're just plucking characters from one world and putting them in another world, right. we can do that with anyone. Sure. Do, do you do you see what I'm saying? Why, no. why I was trying to fit the worlds together? <laughs> but you can't. It doesn't. It doesn't line up because Reign of Fire is a post-apocalyptic world. The world has been ruined by dragons. Yeah. That doesn't happen in Harry Potter. It can. How? What when, do you mean how? When, when, by the dragons. <laughs> okay, wait. Wait, wait, wait. When does Reign of Fire take place? Uh, so that's what I was looking up, and that's why I'm acquiescing. Because uh, it takes place in the 90s? Uh, well, the movie is set in 2020, which means for several years, for actually, I think, two decades, um, uh, the dragons have destroyed the world. Okay. Uh, so I'm, I'm that is, that is like all of Harry's adult life. I'm willing to do that. Which is chronicled is con- to 2019. Canon. I'll do this. The dragons appear the year after the cursed child. So then all the Harry Potter canon exists. And then the dragons show up. Problem here <laughs> is no serious black. Now you just have, Oh quit. sure. Now you've just, dead. I see why yeah. you're, uh, I don't know why I'm making this hard. You, you said you said how it's done, and it's it's fine that way. Um, yeah. Well, okay. I, I'll, I'm sorry. Pro- sorry. I'm 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 getting like I'm I'm dwelling on certain details, and I and I shouldn't. I That's right. To- we we I can do one more scenario for for a team up of dead characters who died too soon. Like, so drop. We can say goodbye to the rain, Wizarding World of Rain of Fire. Okay. And I'm gonna go one one more thing here. Okay, okay. do it. Every Sean Bean character. <laughs> yes. Yes. I don't even so, know how, but yes. I uh, love it. I it love would be it. called Into the Beaniverse. <laughs> and um, he's he's died many a times, but 
some sort of into the Spider-Verse scenario where all these Sean Bean characters are plucked from their death moments and dropped together into some, and the thing is some of his, some of his characters have been villains. Sure. So some of the heroes and some of the villains, they get to work together and they destroy things. <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's amazing. So we got, uh, he played a cleric in equilibrium. So he knows Gunkata. Oh, that, that character yeah. knows Gunkata, right? Um, uh, let's see. Uh, he died in far north. He was just killed by the climate. So that's not a very exciting <laughs> one. Um, how about crushed by satellite? You got Alex Trevlin from Goldeneye. Mm-hmm. He was a double O agent. Nice. Yeah. So we got, uh, let's see. Um, <laughs> he, he was killed by an anchor in Patriot Games. And that's not very fun. Um, buried a lot. Lord of the Rings. We got Boromir. Yep. Right. Poor, yep. poor Boromir. Yeah. Although Boromir would make a a, a great um, a, a ally to Ned Stark, uh, yes, Ned Stark would definitely be would be uh, on this list. He was beheaded, so mm-hmm. so Ned Stark and Boromir would definitely be a good team up. Mm-hmm. Are they essentially the same class, fighter and uh, fighter and barbarian? Of, well, the the thing is, uh, Ned Ned Stark uh, Ned Stark is is more of like. A strategic commander and Boromir is definitely a leader of of men mm-hmm. type type thing. Um, they, they are they're they're both cut from the same cloth. Okay, uh, so what if Alex Trevlin is our villain and uh, his cleric from Equilibrium recruits Boromir and Ned Stark? Yes. So it's it's a gunkata. So, so the cleric is the the cleric is the uh, uh, Gandalf. Yeah. Of the Beaniverse. <laughs> He's all like, we must fight. We must fight this evil secret agent who turned rogue and now is using a satellite <laughs> called Goldeneye to attack the planet and hold it captive. He has died in other things, but like of his genre characters, it's hard to like, oh, he was, uh, like I said, Patriot Games or he's buried alive in um, Don't Say a Word. Uh, well, yeah, all of these would be. Uh, uh, supporting supporting characters. It's just all these human characters, yeah. right? He was hanged by a clone in the island, so he we have clone clone. Oh, oh, oh he was wasn't he the bad guy in that? I, yes, I think so. <laughs> but we do have access to clones now. If we said yeah. in the island verse, <laughs> we are cloning Sean Bean or the the character Sean Bean played in the island and creating Ned Stark, a cleric from uh, from. Equilibrium. <laughs> wow. Boromir. It, it, Sean Bean hasn't died nearly as often as one would believe. He's had a very lengthy career of surviving. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, you know, What's going. that movie? Oh, it's a video game. Oh, neat. Uh, he's in Silent Hill, but I don't think he dies. I think he dies in the second Silent Hill. I think technically you're if you're in Silent Hill, you're dead. You're already dead. Okay. Uh, but as far as the the stipulation from Sullivan about characters who are dead that we wish we could oh, see more of, he was a uh, I don't even remember he was in Jupiter Ascending. Oh, he, I don't I'm remember that. Pretty at all. sure he died in that. <laughs> <laughs> so Space Bean, yeah, Space Space Bean. Um, I don't know Alex Trevlin versus two medieval swordsmen and a gun dude. Yep. That's pretty good, actually. But they all have the driving skills of Sean Bean from Ronin. Did he? He didn't die in he Ronin. Didn't die that, in Ronin. That's he why I didn't bring it up. Yeah. He, right? He was 
he was a faker that uh uh Robert De Niro calls Robert him out. Robert De Niro yeah. shames him for being a Oh, that was a character that I wanted to to bring on on to the episode was um Robert De Niro's character from Brazil. Mm. He plays a a a rogue air uh, heating and air conditioning repairman named Tuttle. <laughs> and what kills him is paperwork. He dies by paperwork. Literally, literally he like he's uh, he's walking the street. He finished a job and he's getting away. And this wind blows through the streets and all of these papers start blowing up and they they stick to him. He's like, ah, uh, and, it, and then more and more stick to them. And all of this paper gets all over him. And he's he's covered in paper. And then all the paper blows away and he's gone. And he's gone. Where'd he go? He died by paperwork. He was. Yeah, he died by paperwork. Oh, my gosh. That poor, poor Robert De Niro <laughs> character from Brazil. <laughs> God, I love that movie. <laughs> um all right well the the best pitch we have right now but besides the sean beanaverse mm-hmm. is a dragon hunter and a wizard yeah or i mean if you want to go to nash's uh, go to the inception universe we have a character who can craft dreams so then we could set okay that's how you well, can I, that's how you can melt be, worlds be, honestly i think the movie uh, that we've pitched so far this episode that has the 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 best legs is the uh, MI three MI five team movie up yeah. between um, uh, uh, Lindsay Ferris and H- Hannaway yeah the the Mission Impossible movie cool yeah. well who's, in, in in my opinion could their who's their villain did we decide who their we villain? did not decide who their could villain it be was. Alex Trevor um it, it could be um okay. I, I was oh. I was trying to concoct a plot. That ran parallel to Mission Impossible Two, oh, sh- yes, yeah. so that their their efforts in that in their movie, um, hey, uh, Rosencrantz and Guildenstern style. Yeah. yeah, I'm gonna. What about this? Let's take Lindsay Ferris and Hannaway and pit them against Trevlin in his Goldeneye plot. Like, take remove Bond. Bond's gone. Like that. The just Trevlin is an sure. agent who has access to a, has stolen the Goldeneye satellite. Is going to use it to attack and just put those two action spy characters through the the scenario of Goldeneye. Okay. Well, I, I guess that's that's it. That's my pitch. Just remake <laughs> Goldeneye with those two instead of James Bond. <laughs> Sorry, that's all Sold. I got. So, boy, I'm selling scripts left and right today, folks. <laughs> I, this was this is an interesting assignment to... to I, so, so thinking about the... The Reign of Fire, Serious Black one. Mm-hmm. Um, I think what I would do to make that work for for my for my money, mm-hmm. I would try to work. I would try to uh, intimate that Serious Black is taking on some kind of Merlin role, and, and that that's sort of why, he, like, he's trying to figure out how mm-hmm. and why he's appeared in this world. Oh, okay, so okay, so let's. Oh, okay. Now I know this diminishes the the effect of what happened to Sirius in Harry Potter. Mm-hmm. That's what's on the other side of the veil. Cause he goes through the veil that oh, basically kills bad. him and he goes sure. to the afterlife without his body. Like everything is gone. He falls through the veil and now Gary Oldman gets to play Sirius black in the reign of fire universe. And so, okay. So where did the dragons come from? Oh, they always existed. They are just underneath the world. No, the dragons have actually crossed into what was this the... muggle multiverse world. Okay. And now have run rampant because there's no wizards to stop them. Yeah. And so now Sirius is like, what else from my world has leaked into this pocket universe? 
and and muggles are obviously this this proves to me how important wizards are to muggles whether they know it or not mm-hmm. because we protect them from this magic sort of thing and we've got uh um van zan uh van zan what? denton van zan van zan is like the most competent dragon slayer on the planet with yeah. his team Sirius is going to want to team up with that guy yeah and then you're right. Solve the question of like, why is he here and why are the dragons here? Mm-hmm. How, it's not just about killing the dragons. It's making sure that they've never come back and that this portal is closed. Mm-hmm. Now we got a scenario here. We got a purpose for both for remind, Sirius in particular. Remind me, why did Sirius go to prison? He was framed for the murder of Lily and James. Sweet. And thank you. He, so he I just needed to be reminded. He, he was the secret keeper. He was supposed to be the secret keeper. Peter Pettigrew. Was mm-hmm. instead, Ciceria so said, right. "Don't tell me because I'm the obvious choice." Tell him, Peter betrayed That's the Potters right. to Voldemort. Okay, so I can't tie it into yeah. into him going to prison. When when uh, yeah, so then Voldemort killed James and Lily, and Sirius figured it out. Went after Peter, attacked Peter, killed Peter, and a bunch of Muggles died in that explosion as well. And he just sat there laughing, realizing his error. And what he had done, mm-hmm. and he was whisked away to Azkaban. Mm-hmm. So, this is a Sirius who's already lived through prison, was this close to having a whole relationship with his godson, and, and making up for all the mistakes he made that that ruined his godson's life and his best friend and his wife and his best friend's wife's lives. Mm-hmm. He's not ever going to get a chance to make up for those mistakes because he's been transported to this whole other world. So he doesn't sure. just have a stake in solving this dragon problem he's got a he has a stake in getting home getting back to harry sure so that's that's some good motivation that's some good character stuff to play with yeah what's van zandt stuff what all, do we do with him all, all his stuff he's oh yeah, <laughs> i haven't seen rain of fire in like 15 years so uh, so so he's very much well uh he's just like fight or die like, yeah uh uh he, he's he's very much uh, uh, he's he's a man on a mission, mm-hmm. uh, and he doesn't accept anyone else's way of doing anything. Um, and I think to show how and why that is, you need to see all of his people dying around. Like like he starts with an army that's whittled down to his elite team. The the yeah, the the team <laughs> that he shows up with. Does I just I'm choking on spit right now? <clears throat> Not COVID. Um, does Sirius entering into the Reign of Fire universe create a fracture in the timeline as we get it, or is Reign of Fire still going to play out the same way? I would like it to still play out the same way. So Van Zandt um, still but, dies by dragon. But again, that, that's me trying to fit the two universes together right. and, and stuff well, like so that. So far, we've figured out a way to make this, get them together. Yeah. But now that my question um, is, is there something more to be gained by not letting Van Zandt die by dragon? Maybe he survives in the damn thing's stomach or something and comes out and we could see the further adventures of him. Oh, oh, you're saying, you're I'm just saying af- afterwards. I'm just, I'm just throwing oh. out. I'm asking, do we want to try to keep him, keep his story intact or do we want to insert Sirius's adventure into here and then continue rain of fire as is like I, the, the end of this serious black Van Zant movie is the beginning of Van Zant as appearance in rain of fire. Is that what you I would say do? that? Yeah, I okay. would say I would say the end of the end of this movie is Denton and his crew going to, to England. OK, so what is the 
How does she, so Sirius is our main character. Denton is our supporting character. How dare you? <clears throat> yeah. Okay. Well, because we have to maintain his status quo. We don't. We can do whatever we want with Sirius. Sure. But Van Zant, we have. He has a destination. Yeah. So. You. you well, have, I mean, we can do. We can do. We can do anything short of killing him. Sure. Uh, well, you suggested him losing his team, whittling it down to his last yeah. force. Because because he'd have a whole. Uh, uh, theoretically, a whole military available to him. So, um, what causes them to to die? The dragons. It's just dragons. Are we? Yeah. Are we going to have any other magic in here besides Sirius? No. So, no other like magical artifacts have crossed into this world. It's just the dragons. Mm-hmm. Okay. To well, in 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 the effort to maintain the Reign of Fire storyline, mm-hmm. yes. Because like I I was thinking like oh well what if he like blesses his axe or something well well why did that blessing fail him at the at the most important moment sure um, never fight a dragon head on <laughs> that's all the, this will work for you if you Every always time. come from above if you always attack from above because <clears throat> that was the method they always yeah. van zandt's method was to fly over the dragons and jump and, down well and drop a net on them yeah the net would crash them to the ground where they would then cut their heads mm-hmm. off so serious but enchants the axe and just says never attack it straight on. never dive straight at a d- d- dragon's mouth that's what he says <laughs> um it would be something well if if you want to enchant the axe it would be the axe can cut through dragon scale okay just because you jump at the dragon and can cut through its scales doesn't mean that Chink! it's not gonna eat your eat you up um it's too um, late he saw everything he ate you up <laughs> <laughs> Um, okay, so Sirius shows up with a lot of questions. He's our main character. Are are we going to let Sirius go back through the veil and we don't get to see what happens? Yeah, because then we're all, we because of the way this it's crossing time and space. We're suggesting a number of things. If he can find a way home, essentially, he has to give up on f- trying to defeat the dragons. He self more or less selfishly decides. The only way I'm getting back is alone. I'm not ending your dragon problem. I'm sorry. Is there a way to make that noble? To be like, I y- the yes. There's, oh, the answer is always yes. What is a way to make that noble? I don't know. It could be Van Zant being if they find like the source of the dragons, like where where the break in reality was. It could be a matter of like we can shut this. But there's that's if, it. Once it's shut, it's shut. So you need to go through now. No, I need to stay here and help you. That's a terrible Gary Oldman. I need to stay here and help you. You can't defeat these things. Like, yes, I can. I don't care how many people have died to get to this point. We will stop these dragons. Go back through the veil. Go back to your nephew. And Sirius has to has to leave Van Zant behind. I don't. Uh, maybe the whole notion of going back through the veil, getting back to his nephew. I think that's that's not a thing that's going to happen. Death. Death is a fine is is a definitive thing, in the, even in the Harry Potter world. Right. So, There's no knowing that going back through the veil will bring him back to life. It's just the possibility he has to take it. Because you're right. Because uh, well, um, what I was going to suggest instead mm-hmm. is not Dementors, but what if there are things like that, uh, it, some sort of Reaper mm-hmm. that gathers souls and guides them uh, to to the to their oh, next. Okay, and so. In being shuffled off of the mortal coil, Sirius is like, I'm a wizard. Nah, 
And so as he's going, he like ducks off to the side. He jumps off the path. That's how he ends up in the Reign of Fire world. So then for most of the movie, he's trying to dodge these he's reapers. Being chased by these reapers. And okay, so the end is, is just he's it's it's harder and harder to dodge them to the point that he he no longer can so he's so he tells denton right like as they're fighting dragons and learning about them and stuff he's like you have to go to england that's where they came from yes you need to go there go to england okay and then eventually sirius accepts that there is no going back and he needs to go on to the next world um yeah something like that yeah there could be something there. I think that's that. It's a good character piece. It sort of has tinges of Logan, right? Logan, sure. Logan yeah. being this like desperate and sad story of a broken hero who there is no other way for this to end. Mm-hmm. Death is the only way out here, and it's just going out as heroically as possible and as as nobly as possible. Sure. Huh. Serious black. And you would suggest him being like a Merlin character. Did we did we segue off of that, or are you still trying to maintain that? Uh, I mean, he could really Merlin. It's it's about guiding uh, a King Arthur, yeah, to to the truth that's necessary. Which for Denton, it would be Denton going to England. Mm-hmm. Ultimately, the King Arthur character being not Denton but Christian Bale's character. Sure, sure. Hmm. Okay. So, series appears in this world. Not knowing how he got there. I don't know about this. He goes through the veil and then like jumps off Pixar's soul style, which is what well, happens. I didn't in see that. That's movie. okay. I'm, but I get, I get your point about the definitive nature of death in the wizarding world mm-hmm. that when he went through that veil, he definitively died as opposed to what I'm suggesting is he went through that veil and tumbled into a pocket universe. And now, trying yeah, to get- I, I think i uh him accidentally ending up in in the world i think is okay i don't like the idea of suggesting that when you die you just end up in another weirdo world uh which i guess is really just reincarnation or- <laughs> it could yeah, be this, this- I, I i see I, uh there could be some sort of uh expository this is why it happened um the circumstances in which he was Avada Kedavra and hit the veil at the same time and there are worlds within worlds kind of thing G- having some sort of weird sisters three witches some sort of this is where you are now and you must find journey back um, Jacob Marley kind of expository ghost spirit type character that sets Sirius on his path there's dragons here magic has crossed into this world that doesn't doesn't have wizards honestly i feel like that takes a lot of agency away from Sirius. in in which way in this movie or in everything else he's ever been in in, in the, this in this movie okay the by, age- by by saying uh, uh this is what you must go by by quantum leaping him mm-hmm. essentially um in into the the, the reign of fire world um uh, okay so what not- is it what what is it about <laughs> i i mean uh, i just mean it abstractly as a path I mean, it could it could be a, a number of things. What it is? What is it about him wrestling loose from a, 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 some sort of warden or guiding spirit that you? What 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 is it you don't like about that? Why do you do it? Because who wants to die? Okay, and then what's his goal by doing it? Getting away from death and go where? Anywhere. Yep, yeah, but the, this is not his world. Like. 
he's in the afterlife. He wants to get to any world. As far as he knows, there's only one world. Mm-hmm. He finds out there's more than one. Okay. I, I suppose it just comes down to, well, what's his motivation once he's there? Uh, how he gets there, fine. I'm willing to 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 acquiesce to how he got there. Okay, he chose sure. to jump off the path to the next world. Sure. And and took a side quest over here. Yep. Now what? You're a wizard. Yeah. You've defied death. Yeah. And you've ended up in a different world. Mm-hmm. This world is plagued by dragons. Mm, I like this. And humans are hiding from them. Wizards don't exist. What would you do? Fight the dragons. Okay. okay. And you, that doesn't work. Well, that's that's that is the quest, but like what's what is the what does he hope to gain by this? Is it just fight till he dies? What do you hope to gain by fighting the dragons? Well, he has no reason to survive. He's 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 got nothing here. There's nothing motivating him to live except life. I that, okay, th- I think this is the 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 different. Uh why what? His, what is the purpose of his character? What is his motive? What, why does he exist in this world? And what is, where is he going? Why does Sirius exist? You mean what is, okay, what's his story? His story is coming to terms with his death. Okay, so. That's why, like, like right, and that's represented by the Reapers chasing him and eventually getting him. And he eventually, he's he needs to come to terms with it mm-hmm. because they are continuing to chase him. They will catch him. Okay. So he's he's trying to outrun a death that's already a certainty. Yes. He meets a dragon hunter, or he seeks out a dragon hunter. I, I my idea is he would he would meet him. Okay. So he Sirius is running from death and just throwing himself headlong into fighting cool dragons because <laughs> it's cool, which is fine. That's in his character. That's sure, within yeah. Sirius's character to be like this is badass. I yeah, mean, oh. I I think you I don't. I imagine it not being, oh, I'm going to kill that thing because it's big and fiery. I think it would be more, oh, that big fiery thing is hurting those people. I will help them. I don't know why I said hurting the way I did. But. <laughs> we also, oh, he's an animagist too. He cannot, not, not only does he have a wand with magic that he can shoot shit with, he can also turn into a dog. Oh, yeah. That's that's an element of this. So then he meets Van Zant, mm-hmm. who's this badass dragon slayer without magic. This, who's well? Who's who? He's a very angry soldier. He is not yet a badass dragon slayer. So Sirius, that is that is what happens in this story. Sirius shows him how to fight dragons. Yes, and then as they're fighting, really they would learn together because even though he's a wizard, he doesn't he doesn't necessarily know how to fight dragons either. Right. Even in Harry Potter, that's a pretty specialized skill. It is. It is. It's a whole profession. Yeah. <laughs> so then they work together. That you know sometimes. 13-year-olds have to just do as one of three challenges. <laughs> uh, he wasn't supposed to be in the challenge until he was 17. 17? Oh, yeah. sorry. No, he was 13, but... I no, he was, was 14. He was, he was 11. Four, I he thought was four, he was 11. He's 14. He's 14. It's the fourth book. Oh, uh, whatever. <laughs> okay, so then Sirius and Denton team up. They fight dragons. And then how does Sirius, how does Sirius's story end? I've said it like five times. I know you have to be more specific with me because just what? saying like, and then he, the, the Reapers come for him. Yeah. Are they fighting some big dragon in the end? And he's like, oh, I can't, I, don't, I can't sure. stay any longer. Um, I'm sorry. I have to go. Did they develop some sort of bond that would result in a, in a manly tear felt goodbye? No, no tear, no tears. Um, Yeah, that that 
uh, aside from the tears, yeah, that sounds great. <laughs> and then he says, uh, th- "Yeah, there, there, there'd be a, there'd be some sort of big fight." Um, okay, so they are. Uh, they they've figured out uh, that they got to kill the king dragon, mm-hmm. the the male dragon. That all of these are female, and they they need to go kill the the male to stop them from making more. Um, Which and is in London. That is in London. Okay, uh, have- and so the the culmination is a shipyard in in the the east coast of okay. the U.S. Like in this. Um, so you get a, a bunch of dragons. They they've they've upset. A, a nest of 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 these dragons, mm-hmm. and so they're attacking them as they're trying to get uh, uh, several ships out to sea. Um, and uh, uh, Sirius being hounded not only by the dragons but also these reapers that no one else can see. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, uh, ultimately, ends up he he gets separated from the rest of the 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 team the the rest of the cast. Yeah, uh, I'll hold uh, them off. Get on the ships. Yeah, that kind of thing. Um, and and uh, yeah, basically, it's the the I'll hold the, I'll hold them off. Yeah, you get out of here. Um, get to London. So maybe as far as Denton knows, that's the last he sees of Sirius Black. Okay, I want to I want to add one more thing here that sure is just suggesting to help get to the point of of that final revelation of get to London. That's where the King Dragon is. Okay, because. Okay, so if when Sirius enters this plane of existence, if his mu- if his memory is cottage mm-hmm. cheese, I know you said not to use quantum leap, and I literally just used the quantum leap uh, reference of Swiss cheese brain. But if he spends the movie knowing he's running from death, not quite remembering how he died, not re- and having trying to piece together little things so that eventually in the final moments of like, I know where. I know. Oh, yes. I know where the dragon is. You need to go to London and I'll hold them off. Go. Oh, you, you think you should, it, the, the revelation should just all be right there in the third act? Like it, it all builds up to it's not just we need to take out dragons. We need to figure out how to stop them. Sirius is also trying to understand what he needs to accept, which is he needs to die. Sure. So I think they need they need to learn they need to go to London way earlier than that. That would be the whole reason they're going to the shipyard. OK, so then if this adventure starts in chicago and they work their way to the east coast to get to the boats something like that yeah okay i'm in all right what do we call this um movie? <laughs> rain of goblet of fire <laughs> rain of god <laughs> yes yeah uh oh crap i had one other i oh the um i had it oh i had a thing and it was going to be interesting oh what was the thing <laughs> a serious black oh the dragon um he uh, uh, as they're going, it's not just oh, I'm a wizard and I know where there's dragons. The thing is, there's dragons all over the world. Mm-hmm. I think something about the details of the dragons. Now, maybe maybe this is not the right idea. The dragon looks different and stuff like that. I'm going to suggest, hey, uh, Sirius figures out this world doesn't have wizards, so that dragon egg would have never been picked up by some other wizard and lost in a a a, a, a game of I don't remember what game they were playing, to Hagrid, who then hatched the dragon. So this dragon is the dragon that Hagrid hatched. Uh, it's Norbert. Yeah, there you, I, I knew you'd remember that. There you go. <laughs> in this, in uh, this universe. In, in this, Norbert is yeah. a terrible monster. He's a Hungarian horntail. They're the yeah. most vicious of dragons. And there you that go. That makes sense. Okay. Well, I, I think we're going to end it there. <laughs> 
we we've we've been on a long journey here with with uh with our many characters who yeah. whose journeys were cut short yes um but this was this was a fun demand this was an interesting was. exercise of us just listing characters we like <laughs> <laughs> i think uh i think my favorite though is the beaniverse the beaniverse <laughs> um i know we only named like three or four characters but i'm imagining it looking like the scene where uh, John Malkovich goes into John Malkovich's head. <laughs> he sees all the John Malkovich's. <laughs> yeah, it's just all, Sha just so many Sean so Beans. All the Sean Beans, all of them. So I, he had some show. I think it was called The Killing. I think I just was remember an FX show. I don't know if it was The Killing, but I remember an FX show where the hashtag for the show was hashtag don't kill Sean Bean. <laughs> I thought that was, I thought that was Game of Thrones. <laughs> no, it was after Game of Thrones. Oh, okay. I remember at Comic-Con one year at, down in San Diego. Anyway. I think that's going to do it for this episode. Michael, you have to let us know if we if we did what you asked. I think we figured out a way to make this work. I think we met all those demands. What are you giggling at over there? Michael Bean shows up in the Beaniverse and he doesn't understand Why what he's doing. <laughs> Hicks shows up in the Bean. Yeah. I love it. Uh, please let us know. And anyone listening, hit us up if you agree, disagree, or think we completely missed something. I know one of our listeners was mad because we... It, I think it was the horror team episode where we kept about to go down a path and then we would segue away from it. And yeah. Like, no, yeah. keep going. <laughs> uh, so let me just do the social stuff real quick. You can message us directly at studio demands it.com on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram at studio demands it. If you're not already, you can subscribe to us on Apple music, Google play and Spotify. If you feel like giving us a little review, ask, ask the folks to give us a review. Give us, Hey friends. Uh, listening if if you wouldn't mind uh I, I wouldn't mind yeah if you gave us a little review yeah it'd be nice uh, even if it's a one star it helps the algorithm so love us or hate us you're listening so you've made it this far <laughs> thank you you can reach me and by through me you can also reach jim at yeah. tc's big head on twitter and instagram and thank you to six five media for everything they do for us we literally wouldn't exist without them our stories would be cut short if would. not for the story master that is six, five media. So there you go. Beautiful. There you go. Anything else you want to say, Jim? No, no, that's it. Yeah. Well, to, as what we'll do tonight is when the mics stop, we're done talking. We can't talk to each other. Anymore. Our stories end here. Our story. Oh God. And if people want more stories from us, they have to demand it. Which will happen next episode with a new demand from a listener. You look very worried right now. <laughs> Our stories aren't going to end when I stop the microphone. But you said they are. Nah, I was kidding. That's it oh, for this God. episode. We'll be back again. So Jim's going to contemplate his existence as I end this episode. I am TC. I'm... I need more time. Who is Who is this man? Someone tell me. <laughs> and that's it for this. Well, that's it. You just, you just did it. I'm done. I'm done. <laughs>